All right, we are live for a Monday edition of the People's Talk Show. And uh, excited to be back. Happy Monday to everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. And uh, yeah, lots of things happening right now, but I want to just check in, share with you some things that caught my attention, as well as find out what you guys have been keeping an eye on. So feel free to let me know in the chat. Uh, lots of un events unfolding globally. And um, it's good to stay up in tune as to what's going on around us. So that's what the whole People's Talk Show is all about. So anyway, uh, let's uh, dive right in. So for any first time viewers, let me know where you're watching from in the chat or any returning viewers. Love to give you a quick shout out. And then also, if you haven't, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button. Hopefully the algorithms uh, notify a few more people just to get more people engaged in the community. And uh, let me just do some maintenance on my side here. And I'm actually trying to upload some videos because I actually forgot a, a, a little, I would say, I would say comical skit I put together, but just something that I thought played well into yesterday's uh, short discussion about the whole Credit Suisse uh, being basically bought or taken over by UBS and everything like that. And one of the key members of Credit Suisse describing how uh, if that transaction didn't take place, the repercussions of the uh, global banking system unraveling. She made it seem very, very important. And then I uh, put a little, <laughs> a little something funny at the end of it. So I'm going to share that to start things off. But uh, I got about four or five articles. More importantly, I want to check in with you, find out what you keep an eye on, and we'll see how uh, this uh, dialogue goes as far as getting able to hear from you guys. And uh, let me, before I move forward, I want to make sure I encourage people, if you haven't, make sure you click that bell so you'll be notified when we do go live. And if you happen to come across this for the first time, hit that subscribe button. And I definitely, hopefully, you enjoy hanging out with the community. And of course, if you find anything of value, please share this so more people can get plugged in and get an alternative perspective of being able to filter through the noise to come up with some truth. And uh, we go from there. And also, if you guys have not, make sure you connect with RTD on all these alternative platforms here just to stay plugged in. That's just a good way to make sure if we ever get disconnected here, you know where to find RTD, a.k.a. Rethinking the Dollar. And if you are feeling so generous and would like to support the efforts that I put in trying to decipher all the news and bring you something clear cut and precise, uh, consider becoming a donor. And I have a couple options right here. Uh, and of course, these links are in the description. So any help is appreciated. Thank you. All right. Um, so while I was actually putting together some headlines, a interesting development came about and I thought I would just jump off with that. And then, of course, I want to get your thoughts on uh, DeSantis, basically, as I call it, presidential posturing, trying to uh, really build up his case uh, for the presidential run that he hasn't even announced yet. But he's doing everything he can to basically solidify himself as, I guess, the people's candidate. <laughs> especially it depend upon how all this Trump stuff unravels 700 police rioter troops out in the streets and barricade. I mean, okay. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. But is this guy selling hope or hype? That's what I want to, you know, get your take on that as well. So, all right, uh, let's see what we got here. Let's check in real quick and then we'll keep it moving. Uh, I try to my best to give it a 30 minutes heads up. So more people are notified. So you get a, uh, get an alert, but you know, once again, can't always have it my way. But uh, we got Toya checking in. Appreciate you. We got King D. We got Ricardo. We got Ed. We got uh, Warris checking in. Uh, beautiful sunrise and suns. Appreciate you. Over here checking in as well from Queens. Appreciate you, man. Um, okay, so let's just jump right in, man. Let me get to the first. Uh, I guess this is more breaking news than anything else, but let me just put it on the screen right here if I can. 
and I was trying to dive deeper into it, but Zero Hedge kind of broke this story. So I'll just run with what they have. But um, as a result of all this banking unraveling and the, excuse me, confidence that was completely shattered, we've been talking about that for the last week now, and the best way to try to, I guess, earn back people's confidence to keep them from basically pulling their funds or transferring their funds, it says the U.S. studies ways to guarantee all bank deposits if, if, here's a magic word, if crisis expands. Hmm. So are they trying to front run or get ahead of the if, because the crisis is definitely going to expand just because you can't reinstate confidence back into something that more people are finding out is a Ponzi scheme, literally. But anyway, so uh, as a result of, I guess, the mid-sized banks, as I did talked about earlier, as a result of the mid-sized banks, mid-sized banks, smaller community banks also wanting some reassurance that if they have issues because they're experiencing capital flight, because they want depositors and those smaller institutions want guarantees that if they park more than 250000 in a bank, in their bank, they are covered. They don't have that same type of reassurance or confidence in the smaller bank, so they're pulling funds. So we're seeing a basically a, a complete crumbling of the foundation of the banking system from the small boys all the way up. And so now it, the bank runs are still on the table, and it's happening from the bottom all the way to the top. And so now we have the, the regulators talking about how can they reassure people and here's what's here's what's interesting about this trying to reassure that uh, all depositors will be covered. It's not mathematically possible to do that, given the fact that fractional reserve banking has expanded the current current monetary base created from commercial banks exponentially to tunes of close to 18 trillion. And as of right now, FDIC and the Exchange Stabilization Fund I may not be they they. they definitely don't have $18 trillion to back up all those promises to pay. So something's going to give. And of course, it's going to be the currency at the end of the day. Okay, so let me just jump in here. Here are some more interesting stories. So this is from Zero Hedge. Uh, this is uh, the result. Uh, There's something they posted in reference to the article that I wasn't able to get, get into. But it says Treasury plans to use the same $35 billion exchange stabilization fund which is already pledged for the BTFP facility as the backstop for the full deposit insurance. $35 billion exchange stabilization fund, which is already also on the hook for banks if they actually fail, that's supposed to back them up. But he's saying here that the backstop for the full deposit of insurance, so to cover all depositors is what I'm assuming this is hinting at. It says, that means that the Fed would need to provide the leverage on top of the equity tranche to the tune of $17.965 trillion. And so what does that look like? Here you go. So here we have the actual banking, the entire banking, uh, I guess, uh, total funds in the banking sector. And so as you guys can see right here, if you can see to the top left, demand deposits. It's $5.1 trillion. Demand deposits are the actual, you know, you don't have to have a, a heads up or nothing. You can actually go in the bank and demand to get cash or demand and get access to your funds right away without any type of heads up or warning. And so it's $5 trillion of that that's apparently floating out there. And then other liquid assets or other liquid deposits equals $12.3 trillion. And small denomination time deposits is $425 billion. So that 
is the $17.96 trillion that the Fed or the regulators, Treasury, Fed, you name it, they're working together right now in this emergency measure to try to ensure that those funds are, those those, uh, liabilities are met. So here you got 18 trillion deposits and 125 billion in the deposit insurance fund. So as of right now, the deposit insurance fund total assets, as it says here, is 0.125 or 125 billion. And so if somebody, we got, if we got some mathematicians out there who can do run that math real quick, you know, as far as the so what's available and what's expected, that's definitely like, you know, I'm not off the top of my head. That's definitely, you know, well less than a dollar, maybe, maybe like under 10 cents or hell, probably, you know, a couple pennies for every for every single dollar that's owed, you know, that is not available within that insurance deposit fund. So it's going to be some major losses taken. And so in order to make up for anything near that, they're going to have to bring that into existence, i.e. typing in some digits on the keyboard. And then, of course, if they try to get paper, running that paper machine until they basically run out of ink. And so if they were to try to, and of course, that's why the CBDCs are on the table, because that's the part of the plan. So people don't run, people don't run back into and are not able to get actual cash if they wanted it. The goal is to make sure people don't get back into that type of cash there, because if they do, then, you know, hell, we're going to have Zimbabwe all the way. But here's another little, uh, uh, so as a result of all this, if we were to get to that much actual physical cash of some kind, this is what we would look, be looking like right here. And so this is something I saw the other day, forgot to mention it, but you know, we went from a dollar here of actual silver to a silver certificate to a federal reserve note. And up, up fourth is a Zimbabwe note. And it said here, you are right here. We're in between the remaining purchasing power, which is about two pennies of a federal reserve note and Zimbabwe. That's how close we are, according to this little graphic here. And of course, the end of that, ultimately, as you can see, is bullets, which means it's going to be a lot of civil unrest, rioting, and unfortunately, a lot of lives lost. So that's unfortunate, but that's typically what happens when governments get too indebted, try to print their way out of a mistake, out of a problem, you know, a compound problem. So, but I thought that was interesting. But before I move forward, I want to share with you uh, a video that I mentioned uh, for those who are coming in and want to share with you a video that I actually put together yesterday just to highlight how systemically important Credit Suisse being taken over temporarily, even though it doesn't, it's, it's just, you know, one bad bank absorbing another one is temporary. But listen to one of the bankers uh, basically share her thoughts as to what's really at stake. And then I put a little something extra on the end of it. So uh, take a listen to this. Let me grab it real quick. Bankruptcy of a global systematically important bank would have caused irreparable economic turmoil in Switzerland and throughout the world. For this reason, Switzerland had to take the responsibilities oh. beyond its Let me know in the chat borders. if you guys can hear it, because more than likely These you probably can't. I'm not off. sure why that is. The Federal Council is convinced that, that UBS takeover of Credit Suisse has laid the foundations for greater stability both in Switzerland and internationally. I got a $100 check from my grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone.
Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. What do you mean? I, I have a hundred dollars. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well, well, what can I do to get back I'm my- I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Hey! Alright. Let me add myself back there to the screen. So I thought I would just uh, put that together. Just because the lady who was describing how it was irreparable economic turmoil. turmoil. Irreparable economic turmoil that would go international, would go global. I'm thinking like, oh, well... You know, we're really not off the hook there. That's just just a, you know, just literally put a bandaid on a on a on a fire hydrant, trying to keep the pressure back. The pressure is already, yeah, it's already out there. It's too late. It's too late. But uh, thought I would just share that. So let me know what you guys think. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. And that's the thing. It's not funny. And I and I, I was you know talking to my wife earlier and just talking about all this stuff as it's starting to compound. And I always chuckle at the end, but I'm like, man, it's just not funny. Like, cause this is going to change everyone's world. Everyone's world is evolving right now because of the contagion that's happening globally. And it was introduced to us officially with the whole health scare. And now I think we're approaching something even more systemic because even, you know, even Claude Schwab said that the next, the cyber event type of thing that's coming, it's going to be way worse than the health thing. I'm like, okay, how can that be? Uh, you know, hope to not hope not to find out, but we will see. But anyway, um, that's what it is. So let me keep it going, man. A couple things here. So let's just jump into the next subject. Um, and then I'll open the phone lines. We'll hear from you guys. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on uh, Ron DeSantis. I'll call it President Apostarine because he's really he's putting up a hell of a case, you know, to basically solidify his candidacy once he announces. But it doesn't matter. Does it not matter to me? I, once again, I'm not really buying into it. You know, I think he's talking big and bad against CBDCs just because it is it separate separates him from any other can, uh, candidate, and it get, basically gives him that possible one leg up over Trump, depending on how the whole situation works out. But the fact that he's talking about the CBDCs and based upon his track record of how he responded during this whole health situation, where everyone across the country pretty much flocked to Florida because he kept it open, relatively speaking. And uh, is that really him separating himself from the pack and really trying to do something to offer hope to the people? So is this hype or hope? Let me know in the comment section. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because to my knowledge, he's the only person that's out. I mean, of course, there's a couple others, but in his in his position, he's one of the only guys really talking about uh, CBDCs not being of any good for the people of this country and he's talking about banning banning them in florida is that possible probably not because if we have an economic systemic type of event and cbdc's is the best way to get funds directed to his people's pockets he's going to definitely change that tune but i just think it's hype but i'm curious to get you what you think but real quick here it says the biden administration is studying the possibility of introducing a central bank digital currency so here we have this is a quote from mr DeSantis says today's announcement will protect florida consumers and businesses from the reckless adoption of a centralized digital dollar, which will stifle innovation and promote government sanctioned surveillance. So the fact he's been honest saying it's going to, it's going to stifle innovation and basically to track and trace you 
that's not what he want for Florida consumers and businesses. But how about the rest of this country? So I don't think there'll be many. I think, of course, there'll be a couple other Republican states that might jump on something like this. But of course, in the liberal left states, especially here in Michigan with Whitmer, I don't hear I don't expect to hear nothing like this. She's going to be the first one adopted here. But it says the proposed law would prohibit in Florida the use of a CDC issued by overseas by any overseas bank. The government statement calls on other states to adopt similar legislations. So the proposed law would also prohibit Florida the use of prohibiting for the use of CBDCs. So not only would the digital dollar not be something that they would recognize as legal tender, even though it's nowhere near that, but they're working on the UCC code. Now I've shared that about what's happening out. I think it was in South Dakota. And so more States are probably being introduced to some type of rewriting of the UCC code to basically redefine what money is for this country. And then of course, push it on to Congress when something happens, but uh, no CBDCs here or there will be allowed there. And so, uh, once again, I don't think it's going to really be up to him just because if something breaks, which more than likely something will break, I don't think he'll be in a position to actually, uh, let me get myself together here. He would not be in a position to basically provide any form of legal tender, especially as good to say the Florida funds and all their deposits is more than likely in some of the globally systemic important banks. And so if those banks go belly up and there is no access to funds, what will he do? He's not going to issue silver and gold. He may try to jump on the Miami mayor's, you know, the, the mayor of Miami's Bitcoin train. But once again, if things get bad and the Federal Reserve legal tender notes and digits are not available, only thing that is available is the CBDCs. You better believe your boy going to jump on that with no problem. So and uh, while I'm at it, let me I got to change some things up here on my side here because I I done messed up my I done messed up my screen doing too much. Okay. But there you have it there. Let me know your thoughts. We'd definitely love to uh touch on that further. But another another interesting uh chain of events today. I think we'll find out more about what really went on, but other than the mainstream media narrative, Russia China contribute to strengthening multipolar world, says Putin. So we're hearing a lot about the multipolar world. And so they met today, and it's good to say that uh, what they talked about has a lot to do with upcoming plans from the BRICS summit and the possible announcement of some alternative. But then on top of that, there's so much um, activity, it seems, right now with the BRICS. And, of course, there's people putting out a lot of information about Mexico and pretty much every nation that's, that's you know, for the most part, non-G7 would definitely love to be in a position where they can actually get treated quote unquote fairly and have access to resources and not be bullied directly. They, you know, China, Russia still going to bully the hell out of Africa, but not do it directly and use the word partnership and provide resources and things of that nature. So it's, it's, it's inevitable that a lot of nations are going to run away and just speaking on how more nations are running. uh, Also today, there were uh, approximately 40 representatives from African nations in Africa right now for what was called, uh, what was it called? It was called, let me see, it's called, it was uh, Russia, let me see, I've had it, Russia and Africa multipolar, multipolar, whatever, where did it go? I can't see it. Anyway, Russian and African countries share a vision for a multipolar just world. So long story short, 40 official parliamentary 
delegations from Africa with, was in, in Russia right now from the 19th and 20th. So not only was Xi there, 40 other representatives from Africa was there as well. So this is the second Russia-African parliamentary conference that's being held in Moscow today. So right now, right now it's probably about 9.54 a.m. in the morning in Russia, in Moscow. So they're meeting right now, talking more about this multipolar world that Russia and China is trying to orchestrate. And Africa's a major part of it. And so during this meeting, Putin did a good job of trying to reassure Africa that he's here to help them. He's going to try to do all types of things to help with nuclear development, high technologies, provide continuous food, and he's canceling debt. It says Russia wrote off $20 billion of African na nations' debts. So once again, throwing them a lifeline. So they're definitely going to be a lot more friendlier with Russia. And we know uh, Janet Yellen and I think even Biden did a trip to Africa a couple of weeks ago. We didn't hear nothing about it on the mainstream media just because it didn't go too well. <laughs> but it's good to say stuff like this definitely did. So we'll find out more details as time moves along. But Putin and Russia and Xi and China, they're, they're buddying up, trying to butter up the world to make sure they're all on board when they, as I always say, when they flip that switch. Now, here's another article here. Russia overtakes Saudi Arabia as China's top oil supplier. Hmm. Russia and China, China buddy, buddy, buddies. Uh, yeah, something to keep an eye on. And of course, like I always say, this is a part of the de-dollarization process. The dollar's not going nowhere. The world will still use it. But if you got an alternative, you'll have a choice as to how you want to either divvy it up or dial back on one and increase on the other. But as of right now, there's only one option. That's the Federal Reserve note. And so as more of this stuff develops, having alternatives is the best way to go. Just like as of right now, we have alternatives outside of our own national currency. We have, of course, gold and silver, which is legal tender, real money. And of course, we have the crypto space, whatever you dip and dabble with and other resources. So having alternatives is a good and reliable way to you know, protect and diversify yourself. Okay, so that's just a couple of articles caught, caught, crossed my mind. I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. So if you haven't yet, hit that thumbs up button. Show some love for the channel. Support the channel. That is the most important thing. It's good to make sure that you connect with like-minded individuals. And everybody here is definitely on the, same way, on the same wavelength as far as wanting some form of truth beyond what we're being told. And the best way to do that is to filter through the noise and come up with our own versions of what is real and what's not and what works for you. Okay, before I move forward, as always, uh, let me just uh, do a little maintenance on my side here. And then if you got thoughts, ideas, questions, suggestions, feel free. Give me a call. We'll love to hear from you. Just keep it short and concise, straight to the point, so I can get as many people as possible. And we'll do that right after this message here from Four Patriots. Did you know that China is hoarding a massive amount of food? They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a five-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4Patriots.com. Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at fourpatriots.com and save 10% on your first purchase. All right, we are back and let's talk. 
I want to hear from you guys. So feel free to give me a call. This is a talk show. So if I'm just talking to myself, then it's not a talk show. But I'm sure you guys have some things to get off your chest. And uh, let me know. Whatever you guys want to touch on is relevant to the subject matter at hand. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this DeSantis you know, presidential posturing. Is this guy pretending or is he really trying to position himself as the people's candidate for this upcoming presidential election, if we even have one? And uh, once again, would it come down to him or Trump? If you only had those two, who would you give your vote? <laughs> if, if you're going to even vote, because, you know, we all know that based upon previous elections, these vote don't really count for much anyway. But anyway, uh, let's talk. Let me get some people on here. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Ted. How you doing, Mike? Hey, doing good, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I got kind of a bone to pick with you, brother. I think you're too much of a pessimist, man. Let's let's, let's go over some things real, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, the health situation hit, right? Yeah. Let's say you live in the worst, most, you know, the worst place to live, whether it's L.A., San Francisco, you know, somewhere where they just really shut down everything. Right. You can't go to school. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't even go outside and whatever. You right. Know? And then you take a place like Florida. You gave Ronda Santos some props. Right. Florida never closed a school. Right. Never closed a restaurant. Didn't make you wear a mask. Right. I mean, you know, Kessler talked about, you know, started the local governments, you know, where you can get things done that way. Right. But you're so pessimistic about politics in general. And I kind of feel you on that. You know, Trump got in, he was going to save the world. No, he didn't. His own party didn't even support him. Mm -hmm. You know, he couldn't get things done. But you can't tell me that uh, Mr. Joe has to cause more havoc with the oil prices and different things. And, you know, you can take it right back to guns. Mm-hmm. There's places in this country and this, where you've got a gun on you, they will grab you and lock you up and put you in prison. Right. I live in the state of Ohio. Anyone in Ohio can carry a concealed weapon. Mm-hmm. Anybody. You don't need a permit, nothing. you got a gun, carry it. If you're legal to own a gun, you can carry it. Right. So, I I think you just have lost all hope on on our political system, on what our country was founded on. It's how we got here, brother. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know, you, you've stolen some of my hope at times. And it, I think it's wrong because the people in Florida live a lot better than the people in California. Right. And you know, so and you know, the, and it's even you know before you used to talk like you know the whole world is in on this deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who, whether it's Putin, he's in on it, Trump's in on it, everybody's in on it. Mm-hmm. Why do they fight so much for this money and this power if everybody's on the same team? Help to, me out here, brother. Uh, no, me. no, no. And that's, that's real. That's real. And once again, like, just me sitting on this side, based upon all the news I filter through, sometimes it just appears that, you know, we are literally, as I always say, in the matrix being tugged back and forth. And they're giving us the illusion that there's a scuffle. But then again, they're all working towards the same agenda. So I'd imagine we all can agree that even Putin has, you know, IDs, passports, CBDCs, that everything is happening over on this side. They're doing over there as well. It's just more so who's going to, I guess, we're, 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 we're being led to believe that it's a struggle of power between the East and West. But ultimately, we know it's going to all end up in the same direction in reference to a one world governing body and a one world currency. So how we get there, I don't know. But so having knowing how it ends makes it a lot easier for me to say that. It's hard for me to put confidence and trust in any individual candidate because I still think they know more than we'll ever really um, know from them. And they are playing a part in this in this transition, because if they were really disruptive, they would not be alive still. 
everybody who has been really genuine disruptive speaking too much truth, something always happened to them. So that's how I try to, I, I use that criteria to say if this person is genuine or not, I could be wrong, but that's just, you know, me learning but along Trump, the way. Was Trump disruptive? Trump was disruptive, but then again, I mean, but I mean, but but th there was a certain degree of disruptiveness to his activities, because once again, if he was really like that guy who was really, really, really going to unbank or undo the deep state, they would have canceled all his bank accounts. And this little rest narrative, he he tweeting, I think I'm going to get arrested on Tuesday is like, mm, you know what I'm saying? Go, you know, go protest for me or, or something. I mean, just uh, it just it makes me very suspicious. That's all. But if he was really going to um, do the deep state, the deep state, are, they, they are the banks and everything in between. He ain't lost a single account. You know what I'm saying? Like he he ain't lost no bread. He got richer. So it's like, OK, what really are you really a threat to them? Because if you were, believe me, they would take back what they gave him. All you know, he's the bank. He's the banker's best buddies like. He do lunch with Larry Fink, you know what I'm saying? Like he does. So and that's why I like, I, uh, he has led us to believe that he's the guy that is, you know, the best we have. And it's unfortunate, as I always say, that out of 350 million Americans, we're talking about a billionaire being the people's, you know, he never worked a day in his life, but he's supposed to be the people's choice of reason. That's why I'm like, uh, it, it sounds good. What but, do you mean? He ain't never worked a day in his life. I mean, and, in, the, the day, in the in the sense of. Yeah, in the sense of like actually being out on the block, running his hotels in the lobby, but you know he runs it because he's the he's the man. But he just has a different level of of, of grind than I have, or perhaps you and everybody else. So where that doesn't disqualify him, but he has he's operating on a different level of mentality. Even even when he's president, he was treating that role like he was the boss because he is a boss. He just happened to be a president. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, but forgive me for being so right. pessimistic, but you know, just I don't have much confidence or hope in his current governing structure. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me. Well, it's not the structure; it's the corruption within the structure. The structure, the structure is fine. No, but sin. I mean, you know, this is a fallen world that is being ruled and ran by a even evil governance model that is is it's 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 it's. it's uh, let me see. It's it's yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Let's go back to the original. Let's go back to America and the, the way everything was originally set up, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, mm -hmm. the financial system. You know, that all started after the country started. You know, the, yeah. the you know, President Wilson brought in, you know, all this crap with the taxes and, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, you, you take, you believe and you act like this is the end times and there ain't no way out, fellas. So just get ready. And do what you can do and get ready, but we don't know that, brother. Oh no, 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 no doubt, no doubt. I'm, I, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I still like, I'm still living life. Like you know, I'm still, I'm still overly excited, but because all these beyond all these natural events, you know, the blessing is still on my life. I'm God is still doing a lot of great things for me and mine, and so I'm very optimistic about what God is doing. But I do know that this is temporary in reference to what is really going to come eternally speaking so enjoy life because it is a gift like you know i i would never take for granted any blessings whatsoever you know so but i'm just saying in reference to overall overarching tone of how lawlessness is ramping up severely and it's really cramping in and squeezing in on believers because you're either you're either for it or you're against it and that's where i think our faith right now is going to be tested on many fronts
from the health side, the financial side coming up and everything in between. But, you know, ultimately believers, you know, th this was, this is all about, you know, really like exercising our faith. Like, you know, what do we really believe in? Because it doesn't come from man. That's what I'm saying. So, but Hey, let me get some more calls. And I appreciate you. All right. But think about your kids. Would you start thinking about this deals over and we're screwed either way, brother? Cause there's hope. There's always hope. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's where like, you know, as I always say, like, not everybody's fate is going to be determined through all this chaos. There's going to be more opportunities from this to where, you know, like just like the Great Depression, like, you know, there was a lot of opportunities from that. And so that's what I'm believing the Lord for. So and, ho and hopefully you are as, as well. So that's that's the goal with this communication. My goal is to basically encourage people to do something within their own abilities. But, of course, put the rest in the hands of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only so much we can do. But, of course, be optimistic. I mean, yeah, I mean, God is still good. I mean, despite all this. <laughs> Hey, uh, I love you, Mike, and I'm glad you're working as hard. You've been working every day, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for that, and also thanks for keeping me sharp and pushing back. I appreciate that. I, 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 I gives me something to definitely pray for you, boy, because you know I can, I can, I can forget to sometimes to be more optimistic because I gotta re realize who I'm representing for real, and sometimes I do forget that. So forgive me. No problem. All right, no be problem. good. Yep. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? What's going on, Mike? It's your boy Crypto King out in here in in Japan, brother. Crypto King in Japan. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing? Yo, you know I got my weight up. I got them weight up. Uh, get my weight up coins in my hand. But I'm here to talk to your audience about. Uh, I don't want to just focus on the the coins. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm talking about crypto. But let's focus on the founder of the coin, Richard mm -hmm. Hart. Right. Uh, if your audience can go to richardhart.com and learn about the, the man that created this coin, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was out in front of the the collapses of Three Arrows Capital, FTX, mm -hmm. Celsius, uh, by Voyager. He told everybody years in advance that these things were going to fail and get your money out of uh, programs that promise you yield where they take your keys. Mm -hmm. Well, he's developed a coin that where you keep your keys the entire time right. called Hex. Right. So RichardHart.com, everybody wants to learn about, just learn about the guy himself that founded the coin. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll, your, your audience will be uh, very happy, I'm sure, of what they learn about this gentleman. No, no, um, that's, that's real. Now, watch this. Real, out of curiosity, out of curiosity, just um, to get your get your personal opinion. And so I am familiar with your, with your heart. And so I follow him. And, and of course, uh, I remember, uh, I think it was a year ago, with uh, Reggie Middleton coming out with one of his reports when he when he was paid to do some research, dive deeper into Hex and the entire infrastructure. And his results was not very favorable of it. And then you talk about the securities laws and things of that nature about Hex being a security because of the way it's structured and the way it promises this and that, whatever. And I even saw some about the SEC, you know, talking about trying to look into that or it could be just, you know, FUD. But, you know, is, the, is that something of concern to you as well? Or is that like literally like, you know, the man trying to, you know, sock it to Richard Hart and his project? Right. I mean, uh just the way, just the way they treated uh, Reggie Milton, which I I definitely follow, and I I I've had him on. My, I'm the producer of Discourse Syndicate, and I've had him on our show. I think he was our first uh, guest. Right. So yes, he's very smart. I I I like I like the gentleman, but his report turned out to be incorrect. Okay. Um, they I mean Hex was called a scam for 
more than three years, mm-hmm. and that has failed. SEC has gone after some of the influencers of Hex. That's already passed. You know, the influencers are back on YouTube doing what they were doing for the past three years. So, yes, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, what Reggie Middleton put out uh, turned out to be incorrect, just like the many other reports that or uh, people that were streaming saying about Hex. I mean, it, it fails the uh, Howie test for the securities law. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, so just out of curiosity, somebody in the chat, man, it says, ask him about the SEC still coming after Richard. Is that something, is that rumor, or is that something that was happening, or what? Um, we know, I mean, all we could do is speculate on if that is happening or not, but if you just look at Richard's uh, recent tweets, I mean, he's tweeting almost every day. He's still promoting his, uh, the biggest airdrop in crypto history, which is posting that's coming, so okay. if he was under any kind of threat, I don't, I don't think he would be uh, talking about his next project. Right. Good point. Well, no, no problem, man. So once again, that's an opportunity for people. And and so my, my thing is, like, I understand the structure of it about, you know, basically the, the yield that they're able to earn off of participating. And so uh, it's, what amazes me is that, and especially with you in particular, as well as other individuals, like the level of enthusiasm and excitement, like, you know, what is it that really got you to point where you became a, you know, a, a representative in a sense of this particular project? So, is this your like your is this to you the the head honcho out of all of them even more so than bitcoin or is this one to complement a couple other ones yes um i i believe hex is going to be the the leading crypto uh in out of all of them um okay. of course he he's creating posting to deal with the the uh expensive fees on the ethereum network right so his network's going to be faster than ethereum almost free transactions. Uh, everybody's going to get a copy of any ERC-20 token that they currently hold mm-hmm. on the Pulse chain. So it's, okay. and just the entire ecosystem uh, within Hex uh, is just amazing. Right, yeah, uh, I see. Like you, got, but, um, you guys are, are very hype, man. I like that. <laughs> yeah, one last slide before I go. Yeah, go I don't ahead. keep it too long. But um, yeah, so Hex has been paying out an amazing yield like you mentioned earlier it's been paying out for those that stake you know for longer pays better mm-hmm. above 30 percent apy uh in yield so that it's been doing that for three years it's 100 percent DeFi. you know no admin key immutable code mm-hmm. i mean people just need to stay away from the flood go to richardhart.com and learn about the man mm-hmm. and uh thank you for sure appreciate you man thanks for calling I'm out. Yeah. Good stuff. There, I did see a question. And so I guess Crypto King, you're probably still in the chat just because I didn't want to turn into like a whole crypto episode. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people who are in the crypto space, you're familiar with it. And so everybody has their um, their pros and cons for any other project. So if you are interested, feel free to dive deeper. If not, um, you know, just, you know, keep it moving. So, but no, Daryl, appreciate you, man. I did see that, but I want to, you know, continue to ask more questions just because we would have got into crypto. And, and I personally, as I mentioned before, you know, I am a, I am a speculator with that tip with that industry, but I don't ever really go di- deep into it just because I know it's a gamble and everything I put in, I could lose like that. So that's something I'm willing to take. And that's why I just stick to what I am more confident in, which of course is to encourage people to get their weight up just because, you know, 
it's been here before and it's gonna be here after me so more likely so crypto i think is gonna be something that after this whole banking situation unravels and i think it's gonna be more truth being put out there once governments come together in unison with their own cbdc's and the and their interoperable payment networks and all that stuff once all that stuff is ironed out and it's fully rolled out the world's gone through depression and people are, are more than happy to accept cbdc's due to the environment then at that point they're going to address uh mining and proof of stake coins and you know of course it's good to say they're a lot further along i mean it's just it's just you know i think i said this the other day whatever when, when, by the time chat gpt 10 comes out they're going to have quantum ready so you put those two together it'll be a lot easier to find private keys so <laughs> it's going to be a complete crap show to where i think a lot of people are going to be surprised at you know how we got to that point and realizing when they backtrack all this was a setup in a sense like all this digital stuff was for what they're going to try to roll out but i could be wrong it's just so to me that is very that is very doom and gloom and negative and pessimistic in nature but then again all this digital stuff all of it is just the first versions of what will come down the line when there is a one world currency and that particular mark that people will have a choice to participate in like and so like in starting from the ending and working our way back to me it just becomes evident as to how we get there <laughs> mass adoption <laughs> people getting excited about computer code and software you know anyway but in the meantime if you get if you if you get in bank get bank that's all hello caller Steve, we call it from yeah mike steve steve what's going on my friend how you doing good, good. hey two, two videos in your in your box there i'm not sure if you, one of them, one of my sent uh, about four or five days ago. Yeah, agent uh, money. PBS. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you get that already? Yep. I, I put it in a box, but I'll, I I don't I think I mentioned it here, so I'll bring it up in the meantime. But if you don't mind, give us a okay. give us give us a quick rundown so people know what they're looking at, and then of course I'll pass it on. I'll just say it was good. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. And then the other the other one was. Uh, uh, was about uh, the state of Arizona basically turning turning their police officers into repo people due to people falling on their payments, etc. Uh, they basically want basically the car dealerships or whatever that's doing the loans or the banks that's doing the loans want to report the car stolen. So you can see the problems that would <laughs> pop up with that. Yeah, they want to be able to report the car stolen, and then people are getting felony car stops. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when it, when basically when it basically when it's a civil matter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, people can get killed in in situations like that. So I don't know why why they would even consider that, but it's it's in the video there. Yeah, so so, so that's that, and the other. The other thing is, and I'm out of here, and I'll take, I'll go offline and, and listen to you. Is um, uh, I, I don't know. I, as, as Christians, I don't understand why, why some of this. The, the Bible says what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. the, the, it, it it doesn't say things are going to be okay down the road. Right. The Bible specifically says things are going to ramp up. Mm -hmm. It's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> go back. A lot worse. Things are going to ramp up. So I don't understand why um, there's this tenseness about dealing with what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 it's pretty clear 
that that's going to happen. Right. Um, so we, 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 we still live, we still live life. I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow during the day, I'm going to go see that, that boxing movie. Was it Creed? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Creed. that. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, so, so we're not sitting in our house, just, just cowering down or anything. You're living life, mm-hmm. but it would be irresponsible not to tell people this thing's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Not because I said it or you said it because the Bible says, that it's going to get worse right. and be prepared for it. You know, right. so, so, so that's my thing. And, right. and, and the other thing too, uh, and, and I'll take it off air is, uh, I wanted to go back to that, to those 28 girls, mm-hmm. uh, that were playing with the Ouija board, etc. Yeah. I, I had a delay or something going on the other day when I was talking to you about it. And I, I would end up talking and talking over you when you were talking. Um, so I, I, so I'll go off air. Mm-hmm. I'll go off air, and from a biblical perspective, can you uh, um, relate what your comments are yeah. on that that Ouija board situation where twenty eight girls uh, something happened were hospitalized, right? And, and, and I, I can say that real quick. You know, you never okay. play, never play with the dark side. Like you know, and and every believer, I would hope, realize that like right now, beyond our natural eyes, there's forces at work. There's just just as many demonic forces as there are angelic beings present, but the angelic beings are, you know, in a a much more in a much more stronger position. And every every believer in particular has a guardian angel. And so I personally that's off subject, but don't play around the dark side. Like, you know, don't and I like watching scary movies and stuff like that, like that stuff. It's not good for your spirit man, your natural man, anything in between. And when you go into that realm to where that board has been known to actually have some forces behind it you know you, you, what do you think what do you think is gonna come from that you know so like nothing good will come from that at all so that's just my little two cents on that man real short and simple yeah and, and it's sold as a toy right it's sold as a toy like by, by the hasbro corporation yeah <laughs> right and and, and pan, i'm assuming parents bought it like i ain't never met no parents in the hood that had a ouija board i <laughs> uh, they wasn't that damn dumb. It's, I don't know, but I could be wrong. Maybe there were some, but I ain't never come across a Ouija board. And just from like, hey, and, hey, hey, but for for all Christians, keep your head up. These things are going, things are going to get worse. Right. There's just no way to to sugarcoat that and to dance around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he, 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 God told us these things in advance, so we would know. Right. Be watchful so, and stay praying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't don't need to panic. Uh, just let's do what we need to do. Right. And anyway, that, that that's it for me. Appreciate that's you, it. man. Thanks for calling. All right, buddy. Yeah, be good. Take care. Yeah. Good stuff, people. Ah oh, man. Another lively episode here. But uh let me see. I didn't get I didn't get much feedback in reference to the hope or hype with Ron DeSantis looking to ban CBDCs in Florida, you know, can he pull it off? Will there be enough time to pull it off? And how long could that last? If, for example, we go through an economic crisis where the, all the banks in Florida are not no longer dispensing physical cash, or as it says, error on the screen, when you go to transfer among in your app, then what is Ron DeSantis going to do? So that's where I'm saying like, this is just initial, his presidential posturing of him trying to talk big and bad, but I, clearly he has to know that he has no choice because 
our entire monetary system here is going to change. And that means that CBDCs will, of course, be the government solution. And he ain't about to create his own currency for his own state. So anyway, but it is what it is. All right, my good people. Well, we're about that 48 minute mark. And as always, I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. Um, let me see. We got ISO 20022. <laughs> yeah, all those centralized companies. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna be too user friendly when this all ends. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I don't know. I'm gonna leave it alone. But anyway, get your weight up, get your prayer game up, help win souls, but that is the most important commodity in existence, you know, helping other people come into the light of Jesus Christ. One way or another, share your testimony to give hope. Forgive me if I haven't given anybody hope in a spiritual sense lately, but I'm a work in progress. So just keep me on my toes, people. All right, everybody, be blessed, be safe. Back at it tomorrow, Lord willing. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, there's going to be more news tomorrow because we'll find out about Trump and we'll probably talk about that. And and of course, Wednesday, you know, the Jerome Powell is going to hike another quarter. He's just going to, he going it's going to be a quarter percent. We all know that. If he doesn't, it's going to be pandemonium. If he does, it's going to be pandemonium. It's too late. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. I'll see you guys later. Shalom.